You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. KRXO-FM and KRXO-HD Oklahoma City. KRXO-Claremore Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. It has come to an end, my friends. It's all over. 82 games, a marathon that was the NBA season. The Oklahoma City Thunder finishing off by beating the Milwaukee Bucks 127 to 116, a game they need it. Not to be too dramatic, but damn it, it needs to be dramatic because if they drop this thing, they're going to drop to eight and their season is pretty much over. Uh, taking on the Golden State Warriors didn't happen. They are at the six now and awaiting who's it going to be? Madison's going to be Portland. Brady, is it going to be Houston? Chisholm, is it going to be Denver? We don't know because the NBA is so fantastic that it's going to take the last game, the last tick off the last second of the last game to find out where these playoffs are. Am I, I, be, am I, I guess. Am I, I, be, am I, I being too good. much? That was a really good intro. I know who Madison wants. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you guys are like looking at me like, would you calm down? You're going to have a heart attack right here. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a really good lead into the show, though, Jerry. Okay. It was a lot of high energy. Right. Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm already, I'm already worn nice. out. Yeah, who uh, won? I didn't watch. This is the, that was uh, Jerry Ramsey, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is the first take postgame show. Uh, and, Brady, this is also... This is the OKCA2 podcast. <laughs> this is 82. Yeah. We made it, man. We did it. The Thunder win tonight, 127 to 116. Uh, man, just a couple of records broken, right? Three-pointer, because there's nothing better than seeing the Oklahoma City Thunders shoot 53-pointers. <laughs> yeah. They break a record that they set earlier this season. I think it was 23 they finally ended up with. And uh, also broke the record for assists, which is really cool if you think about that. Bertie, I'll start with you. Um, they just got through this game. Uh, they, were, they had more talent than Milwaukee had on the floor, but not as much as you might think. Well, uh, you just slandered DJ Wilson's name <laughs> to my face. I don't know what you're talking about here. No, uh, the Thunder were, it was weird. They started off terrible. They were, I think at one point, they were two of eight from the floor overall. Milwaukee was three of four from the three-point line, and it just had all the makings of, oh, is this another Memphis game on the road? The Thunder lost to a bunch of guys that no one's ever heard of. And then the Thunder, at, in the blink of an eye, they shoot 11 of 18 from the three-point line. And from that moment on, the Thunder, they had complete control of the game. Uh, and just like you said, the talent just kind of overwhelmed Milwaukee. And the Thunder did what they had to do. They they took care of business. Um, they now, you know, they've taken care of all, everything that they have control over, which is the good thing. But, yeah, <laughs> the threes. And it was from Dennis Schroeder, Raymond Felton, Abdul Nader, who Chisholm pointed out during the game, uh, Probably the the best shooter on the team in terms of like when we get to see him at practice, Madison and I. Um, he was what one of six, one of seven, and everybody else was like lights out. But um, as we've seen with this Thunder team, they'll have a performance like this where they'll hit you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty threes. I mean, they hit a career um, a franchise record. What twenty? 
How many did they hit? 23? They hit 23 tonight. 23. Yes. 23 three threes. Oh, man, the next game might be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to get into playoff mode the next game, so we'll see. Hopefully, well, of course. they're oh, not just jacking them from there. Uh, but, Madison, uh, what Russell Westbrook has 17 assists. Mm-hmm. That means that guys uh, who normally aren't putting up the big numbers had huge numbers tonight. Schroeder, Grant, Schroeder with 32, Grant with 28, and even Tiefer getting a little busy there with 11 points, uh, shooting 4 10. Now, that's, that was so substan- uh, substantial to this game tonight. No Paul George. So that was that was a big thing. Of course, the Thunder are resting Paul George right now. I know he's been dealing with uh, some injuries kind of throughout the remainder of the season. So I really did think that was a smart move, especially with a very shorthanded Milwaukee Bucks team tonight. Uh, I mean, Brady kind of made a comment during, uh, I guess, I think it was like during halftime, the Thunder didn't necessarily need Paul George tonight, and they proved that with this win. I mean, it could have been a totally different story if Milwaukee was playing all of their all of their starters. But then again, you know, the Thunder actually really held their own without Paul tonight. And yes, Paul's been a lights out shooter for them. He had that huge buzzer beater last night, which was just incredible. But I mean, they didn't necessarily need him tonight. If guys like Dennis Schroeder and uh, Jeremy Grant are going to shoot the way that they did tonight, then I mean, yeah, sit Paul down. Don't overexert him for the playoffs right now because those are just right around the corner. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was just a good move sitting Paul George, and especially if you're going to have Dennis Schroeder. I think he had like four back-to-back-to-back-to-back three-pointers at one point. That's just huge. It's huge if you're going to have a guy shooting like that. 460-1077, 460-1077. That's the number you can call. By the way, tonight, all hands on deck. All the syndicate going to uh, join us. Uh, obviously, we got Brady and Madison here. Chisholm behind the glass. They do a fantastic job all through the season. Uh, we'll talk to John Hamm in just a little bit. In the next couple of segments, how about a little Ravis and Davis action? We'll call Aaron Davis and uh, Matt Ravis. At the same time? No, we're not going to call them at the same time. No. I can't handle Amazing. Both. I really can't handle both of them at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do shows with you guys on Saturdays especially, uh, but have you ever seen me do a show you, with you, Ravis and Davis? One of the, not. One of the tenets of this job job in this career field is the ability to work with others <laughs> says, <laughs> says you uh by the way that's why matt pinto probably does a solo broadcast <laughs> anyway 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa chisholm let's go ahead and get this thing started off let's do our player of the game now the franchise thunder player of the game brought to you by volkswagen of edmund it's so easy for me to just go ahead and bully everybody and tell everybody, this is my player of the game, and that's who it is. That's not what I'm going to do. Like you said, Brady, one of the keys to doing this job is working well with others. So, Madison, <laughs> who is the player of the game? Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Dennis Schroeder right God, now. God, that's wrong. Oh, Jerry. Okay, so Jerry, yes, moving Jerry, on. Mike off. Oh. Jerry, Mike off. This is my turn. Do not steal my thunder. Pun intended. Oh. Um, that was really bad. Um, okay, so Dennis Schroeder is going to be my player of the game, mainly just because he was an absolute playmaker tonight. He uh, really lit it up when it mattered. In the second half, he was just, he was the guy. Honestly, he was able, like I just said, he was able to shoot like four three-pointers in a row. He picks up uh, 32 points tonight. He really stepped into a role with Paul George not being in the starting lineup. I mean, I said this on a couple of other different podcasts that Brady and I did, but I mean, Dennis Schroeder, he has been able to really take himself out of that weird funk that he had been in and just completely put that to rest. And it's completely irrelevant now because he's turned into this player that's been so crucial for the Thunder over the last part of the season. So that's why he's my player of the game. He just played very uh, relentlessly, very unselfishly and just lights out. It was awesome. Jerry... 
Brady? <laughs> He's making gestures. Brady, do you agree with Madison on this, or do you know she's wrong like I do? I mean, I'll agree with her, because Schroeder, um, Schroeder is, he's a talented scorer. Um, I've had such a huge problem, especially going back to that Dallas loss, what was that, two weeks ago on that Sunday afternoon game. Um, I, I have the largest problem with this team continuously spotting up Dennis Schroeder for three-pointers, three because... Um, look, this team is flawed from the three-point line. They're, they don't have a lot of shooting. Um, but that does not mean, okay, let's try to pretend that Dennis Schroeder is one. The thing is, is he's so talented. He's kind of like a diet Russell Westbrook in that Russell's not a good three-point shooter, but you still have to kind of respect him because he is Russell Westbrook, and he can have a night where he's, like tonight, where Dennis just hits every single three. But again, I really, really am worried about what happens next. Um, do the Thunder turn on that playoff mode that you said? Um, or do they just say, oh, man, we, we're we a three-point shooting team now. Let's just keep, keep them flying. But I'm actually going to say my player of the game tonight, it's going to be Dwayne Wade, 25 oh, points, 11 geez. rebounds, oh, 10 assists. Oh, God. In a valiant, so in a valiant effort. Okay. <laughs> losing on the road to the Brooklyn Nets. Triple-double. He's wiping tears from his eyes. I hope somebody fifth si- career triple-double. I hope somebody signs him next year. He's been playing really well. Uh, 107 <laughs> the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. I told you all hands on deck. Uh, that means one thing. Uh, we got the hammer. The big ham. I love ham. Waiting to play that, weren't you, Chisel? <laughs> Good stuff. John Ham joining us uh, from the Ham Manor. How you doing, bud? Um, I'll go ahead and pause my episode of Game of Thrones and talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Ham Manor. Um, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to ask you to uh, hurt yourself and try to break anything specifically down in this particular game, uh, except for you did see them shoot a ton of threes. Uh, obviously, it was the last game of the season for everyone. Um, and a ton of assists for Russell. Um, did you take anything away from the last couple of games uh, that they've won, and uh, not necessarily greatest teams in the world, but they've been on a winning streak? Uh, do you think anything you can take away from the recent play uh, that they can take into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, Jerry, they've been slowly looking closer to what they did about a month ago, you know, defensively. Um, and tonight, I mean, like the offensive end, the moving of the basketball. Um, that's when OKC finds some success is when the ball does move and, and they find some guys like Terrence Ferguson for uh, for some good looks and, and you know, creating some of those opportunities. So, you know, I, I do think there are some positives to take away. Now, as far as tonight, I mean, they were taking what Milwaukee gave them. Milwaukee just went into a zone. They weren't contesting anything. Um, their defense was like a donut. There was nothing in the middle. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot you can take away, but I think the fact that the ball moved as much as it did, uh, 40 assists for OKC tonight, 40. Russ was 17 of those. I, I think that's I think that's a really good sign uh, because tonight, with that zone defense, I, I think you know that was sort of encouragement for Russ to sort of fire away at will, but he held that back in. John, there's this unwritten rule. Anytime that anyone wants to break down a playoff series, typically people will go to, okay, who's their most consistent role player? And then they'll just blanket statement that guy as this this guy is an X factor in this series. Jeremy Grant, 28 points tonight. He's become such he's become such an important weapon for the Thunder's offense that I think he's kind of, 
I don't even really want to think of him as a role player. He's so important, especially when the Thunder get in the half court. His ability to knock down corner threes, his ability to get to the basket, his ability to hit time um, free throws when he does get to the foul line. I'm just curious, 82 games into this season, going into the postseason, uh, Jeremy Grant's development, what do you think of what do you think of it and how important is he in the postseason moving forward? I just think back, Brady, you know, a lot of smart people, not just me, <laughs> um, but a lot of smart people entering the season said, you know what, it makes sense for Patrick Patterson to be the starting four. He's a guy that can stretch the floor, move the ball a little bit. Jeremy Grant can continue to be that Swiss Army knife off the bench. Um, that lasted three games. And then you think about what we thought of Jeremy Grant in the off season and the player he has become, adding that three-point shot from multiple angles, as you mentioned, um, improving his ability to put the ball on the floor and, and make some things happen um, it has made just just tremendous strides this season. I mean, to the point to where I think um, you know I think you could arguably make a case for is he OKC's third most important guy? You know, I think you could put him in that conversation with Adams, and that's not a knock on Adams. That's to show how far Jeremy Grant has come along. So um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be really important. You know, whoever OKC matches up with. Portland, Houston, Denver, um, you know, that's going to be a guy that I, I think when you look at the potential matchups there, uh, especially as we saw against uh, Houston last night, really important. And, again, can't say enough about how far he's progressed this Talking with John Hammond, the Little Caesars Hot and Ready Hotline, because we love you. Hi, John. So, um, hi. Hi. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, tonight, no Paul George, and this team was actually able to really hold their weight with that being a factor. I mean, obviously, I was kind of saying earlier in the show, yes, Milwaukee was very shorthanded, so it didn't, I mean, it didn't play as big of a factor into it as it should have, but I mean, still, that's, it, it's a key player for the Thunder, no Paul George. If, the Lord forbid anything happened to Paul George uh, in the postseason and he has to sit maybe a game or two games or anything like that. Who are you seeing from guys like Markeef, uh, guys like Abdul Nader that are coming in trying to fill that role? Just who are you seeing that is able to really hold up to that and step into some pretty big shoes and really help this team out? I mean, if, if Paul uh, has to miss some time in the playoffs, I just see a big gone fishing boat. Uh, this, this Thunder team is not well equipped to survive, uh, you know, without Paul George in the postseason. So, you know, other guys that could step up, um, you know, I, again, tonight, Marquise Morris, he has shown more, at least on the offensive end, uh, where he's sort of gotten into a groove and, and is finding some ways to contribute on the offensive end. I do think he's a guy that is a lot better when you get him, you know, like nine to 12 shots a game as opposed to like three or four, uh, get, kind of gets him more involved. Um, you know, Abdul Nader got some play tonight, but he has been out of the rotation. Uh, I wouldn't expect that he'd be part of the playoff rotation, except for scant minutes here or there. But, you know, if Paul went out, maybe you'd have to slide him in. Um, you know, there's some options there to sort of soak up those minutes. Um, but really, it would cut just such a strain on Schroeder and Westbrook, you know, to play at, at their absolute best and, you know, sustainably, reliably, night after night. And Grant as well. Um, so I think it would be more of like the other guys sort of picking that up. And some of these role players we talk about would have to step up and, and have to execute spot on. But, you know, again, I'll stress this. This Thunder team, they need a healthy Paul George. You just, you just have to hope that there's nothing significant with that shoulder that, uh, that's going to you know, derail some of their playoff plans here. John, do you have a particular team that you're looking at that you uh, think the, 
Thunder won. Obviously, it's Portland, but uh, it yeah. didn't seem like they want any of that smoke. It looks like Terry Stott said that uh, that Damian Lillard is available. Twitter bully Dame. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, do you think Portland will actually make a move and, and try to win the game and, and maybe even slide in that third? You know, it, it's funny because I saw uh, it, it was Sean Hyken that tweeted that out, that, uh, you know, the, the Blazers changed their minds and uh, – Damian Lillard would be active. And I, I saw that as sort of like hedging their bets a little bit. Um, you know, what if OKC would have lost? Well, then maybe Portland felt like, you know, we need to go out and win this game uh, until Lillard needs to play. Um, I wonder if he's actually going to play in this game now. He's probably just going to be a DNP load management sitting on the bench and just not on the inactive list. Um, but still, you know, Portland could still take that crew that they're going to roll out tonight and, and take care of Sacramento and, and that's the ideal scenario for OKC. I mean, getting Portland uh, is, is obviously, I think, uh, I think would appeal to, to the Thunder an awful lot. And that's no knock against Portland. They're a really good team, but they've, you know, had their shortcomings in the postseason. They're without use of Nurkic. CJ McCollum's a little banged up. So that's an ideal matchup. But, you know, if, if they do one out of that three spot and make that happen tonight, you're looking at a series against Houston. And, uh, you know, boy, Yes, last night was awfully chippy between the two teams, but these two teams tend to play a really good basketball game. So that would be a, a really interesting series. But I'll tell you this, I wouldn't count OKC out completely. If they can play at, at their best, and we're asking for a lot for this team to completely reverse at this point, but you know, I think they've shown throughout the season they can give Houston some issues. So I, that probably wouldn't, um, probably wouldn't hurt their feelings if that was the matchup. All right, great stuff, John. Appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. Uh, you're the first of uh, one of many that are going to be all hands on deck. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Bye, John. Thanks. Bye-bye now. <laughs> see you at the crack of dawn on Saturday. Where did you get that? Like what? That's really funny. That is, uh, I, is that you on guitar? I'm sorry, I think the only person that actually plays guitar here is Brady, right? Yeah, definitely not me on guitar. YouTube, okay. man. You can find just about anything on YouTube. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> just, I'm doing a great job behind the desk. Uh, you got Madison, you got Brady, you got me. Uh, we're going to take you through uh, all the fun stuff that we do on a regular nightly basis. Uh, we're going to turn a little bit away from the actual win tonight and start talking about the season and review just a touch and getting into the playoffs as we start to watch what's going to happen. We still don't know who they're going to play in the playoffs, uh, but we'll kind of contemplate all the matchups that are possible. Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Jim Hollum, Jerry Ramsey. It is the first take postgame show on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. I know enough when Chisholm produces to wait for the beat to drop. Is that what I'm supposed to do? I don't. I, I fancy myself still kind of a club kiddish. You person. fancy yourself? I do fancy myself. <laughs> I sure do. I'm so fancy. Although okay. I, I'm real. I'm closer to Reba fancy than I am Iggy Azalea fancy. <laughs> I'm very impressed you knew that was Iggy Azalea. I'm not. Okay, I'm old. I'm not dead. <laughs> like we're. He's in with the times. <laughs> I'm hip with the kids. How about that Katy Perry, guys? 
1077 The Franchise 1079 in Tulsa. It is TV's Jerry. That's Brady Trantham. Madison Morris. Not only is this the first take post game show, uh, Madison, what else is it? Uh, this is the OKC82 podcast, the final episode uh, for, for now. We're still going to do some stuff in the postseason, but uh, since it is OKC82, this is game name number 82, so this is doubling as that. Congrats. I don't want to step on any toes. Please but, don't. But do it. Can I, can I just give step, you an idea? Step away. OKC82 mm-hmm. plus. Yeah. You just add the plus. <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 like an extra that's like bold. that's pretty bold. Jerry. You're adding a plus. You got That's like an extra key. The, you got to type though. And well, the addition sign. It's, that's going to cost about twenty grand. You know. In <laughs> Chisholm, you hear brilliance here. Tell me that's not brilliant. <laughs> it's a little fancy, if you ask me. A little fancy. Oh, is this Reba? Be good. Reba. To, what is it? Is it be good to the gentleman? Oh. Fancy. I don't know the words. Don't be good to you. At all. Damn right. All right. Girl power. <laughs> well, it's about a prostitute. Oh, just kidding. One hundred seven seven franchise in Tulsa tonight. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they are now safe and secure in the sixth seed. Uh, guys, who are they going to play? I'll start with you, Brady. I, I think Houston, because I agree with John. I think they were just trying to see what Oklahoma City would do tonight, and then Dane's probably not going to play. Um, Sacramento, um, not that they have anything to play for. They're just a young group of, you know, they're an up-and-coming team. Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Marvin Bagley. They're a bunch of guys that don't want to lose. They're too young. They they, they want to win every time they go out on the floor, so they're going to try hard to win their last regular season game, whereas Portland's just kind of like... Yeah, it makes no sense for us to actually manipulate the seating because we don't have Nurkic, so whether we play the Thunder or the Jazz, we're probably going to be picked by a lot of people to lose that series anyway, but we want to play the Jazz instead, for whatever reason. That doesn't make any sense. What do you think? Do you think, honestly, it's going to be Houston? Yes, uh, honestly, I do think it's going to be Houston. I kind of would like to see a little bit of a Portland matchup. Don't say anything, yes, Brady. I, Don't I, I say. Couldn't, I couldn't get I to the on saw, button fast enough. I saw him like race for the on button. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying that I think a Portland-Oklahoma City matchup is incredibly entertaining to watch. Just because and those very teams, attractive. Jer- I wasn't going to go there, Jerry. I, know, I, but, know you I mean, uh, more and you're Ma- not wrong. More so Myers Leonard, right? More Myers Leonard on the floor. That would just bless everyone. And he'll probably life. have to play a lot because if the Thunder play uh, Portland, Russell Westbrook is going to drive at Ennis Canter so hard, <laughs> so quickly that Terry Sauce is like, sorry, Myers, go out there now. Go, Myers, go. And, and then Madison's going to be like, Woohoo! Yes. yes. And then she's going to be like, Brady, uh, get <laughs> did a, you hear that? <laughs> sit, sit away from me. <laughs> Starting lineup for the Portland Trailblazers tonight, Gary Trent Jr., oh. Offeree oh, yeah. Simons, Ooh. Jake Lehman, Scalabissier, and Myers Leonard. Hey! I know one of those guys. Was it, uh, Here's the remote, Madison. I don't think they're on TV, though. <laughs> Who is it? The Sky Lesbier? Scalabissier. I'm sorry, what? He's picked by the Kings that, that at 10. Was the, that was the dude Billy Donovan picked, picked to, it, hit, to hit, that, the free throw. hit that free throw when Nurkic <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. got kicked out of the game. I'll tell you <laughs> what, Poor though. guy missed it. Oh. Layman and Leonard in the same lineup. In layman's terms. Watch out, ladies. Mm. That's uh, Oh, my goodness. All right. So, uh, yeah, that sounds like... Uh, it does. Is Dame going to come off the bench? Is that you think Terry Stotts is thinking? Yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. I make a late push for six man of the year. 1077 The Franchise. This is the first take postgame show. Also doubling as the OKC82 podcast. It's plus. still the regular season. Nope. Still the regular season. It's not plus yet. Okay. So once it gets into the playoffs. You, you want me to go through all the records 
that were broken or tied in this game? I do. Okay, okay. That's exciting. Okay, so um, this is all from the Thunder's uh, media account, which is private. Did you just flex? <laughs> I mean, was we're, that a flex? Uh, we're the only cool ones. Yeah. I mean, Jerry, you Jerry, do you follow them? Yeah. Well, no, no. They follow me. Uh, yeah. That was my flex. I'll, I'll research that. So, <laughs> OKC hit a Thunder record uh, 14 made threes in the first half. Okay. Like, that was um, for a half. You get a record. Overall, they hit 23 uh, threes in the game. You get a record. Most record. Uh, let's see. 40 assists in the game. Thunder record. You know where I'm going with this. Yes. You get a record. Dennis Schroeder, eight made threes, career high. You get a record. Another record. Jeremy Grant, 28 points tonight, career high. Hey. And then, hey. And then, <laughs> Russell Westbrook recorded career triple double number 138, tying Magical Johnson. Nice. For second place all time. Everyone so Everyone gets a record. Magic is, uh, he's hurting right now. Last Not time. really. I think he'll tweet, Russ. Yeah. Until he'll he'll congratulate him. Congratulations. Congratulations. If he can now. Is this the first job, like the first like example of a generation that a job was lost because of Twitter, because of social media? Like, no, I'd rather tweet. Probably. Thanks, bro. No, no, Magic. I mean, Magic when was I, screwing up a hell of a lot was, more than just Twitter. When I, was bar, when I was bartending and doing this job, I don't know how many times my manager would get on to me for being on my phone. Just like, hey, I've I got to do this too. Um, it is annoying, but hey. By the way, right tweet, now, though. it's important. Denver on top of Minnesota, uh, not about nine to six. Oh. So that means it's, it's a game. It's a game of field goals. It's six to nine. <laughs> Nice. Ah. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, let's go. What I did there was a slam dunk. Just like Jeez. our next guys, uh, who that dunked at. There you go. <clears throat> okay. Chisholm does it best. I'm about to say something really quick. Sometimes, I know you guys don't think I do, but I listen to the show when I'm not on it, and you guys are. Okay. You guys don't always do it. Well, sometimes the game. I can't do it. Sometimes the game doesn't dictate it. You don't. How? 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 Use the hell do you, consistency. How? Do, how do you expect us to sit here, do a Cajun accent when the Thunder drop a, a home game to the Dallas Mavericks who <laughs> did not play Luka Doncic? Brady, what did I say about character? What is character? It's a word. It is doing the right thing when no one's watching. Okay. I was watching. And listening. No, you were listening. See, last time I tried to do it, people thought I was like being very inappropriate and like, (laughs) you know, not. It wasn't Cajun. I don't know what it was. Do it with me. (laughs) I got nervous. Oh, God. Someone else go. Yeehaw. Chisholm. Chisholm does it the best. Go ahead, Chisholm. Let me hear a little bit. Well, I do declare. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> Chisholm's I from Marlowe. There's been a murder. Does anybody Chisholm's have one, from by Marlo. the way? That's how I have one. It. You said he's from Marlowe. <laughs> it's just natural. Um, I have a dunk, so mine's going to go to... I, I You sound like a grandma. <laughs> See, this is why I don't do it. I can't wait for the lemonade, Madison. God, forget you guys. So mine's going to go to Jeremy Grant. Uh, This came at the very end of the second quarter, kind of going into halftime. This actually put the Thunder up. uh, uh, What was it? 68 to 58 going into halftime, which was really nice. nice. 
We, yeah, I mean... Almost was, nice. It was almost nice. Yeah. Well, it was just a good thing to go in halftime, especially a game like this uh, with double figures, so good for the Thunder. But Jeremy Grant had a nice little two-handed dunk after a nice break-free opportunity for him. Uh, it was it was nice. It was nice for Jeremy. I think what you're trying to say is this. I don't know what you're... I do declare! <laughs> there's been a murder! <laughs> Jeremy Grant is the one who do the dunk there! <laughs> That was so good. We'll fix this in post. It's, it's fine. We'll fix all oh, the this podcast. In post. This will sound flawless. Yes, this is going to sound great. Yeah. Speaking of sounding, wow, they have such great chemistry. Speaking <laughs> of sounding flawless, let's go ahead and get the uh, current producer of the Triple M Ranch uh, joining us live via satellite. From I don't even know where he lives nowadays. Where do you live, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> See, Aaron commits to the bit, and I appreciate Everyone that. Everyone can do this except for me. Yes. That's cool. Yes. All right, Aaron. Uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss where I'm currently living. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I apologize for trying to dive too deep. Next question. Tie your shoe and say next question. Um, all right, Aaron. Uh, we've talked about this game. I don't think this game is as important about uh, what the future lies for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I do want to ask you, I kind of asked John this, where do you see the Oklahoma City Thunder taking from the last couple of weeks and bringing it into the playoffs? Uh, it's kind of tough to say because we've seen them play really well for stretches of time, maybe like five games in a row. They will play really well, and then uh, they'll just kind of fumble for a little bit, but I mean, at the very least, you beat a good Houston team. Of the five game stretch, that's the one game that I look at, and that's something that I think that they could take pauses away and, and move forward into the playoffs, especially if they're going to play Houston in the first round. Uh, outside of that, they beat t- tonight, they beat a Milwaukee team that didn't really show up. They didn't play anybody. Hell, I think that I think the Bucks fans were on load management because they didn't even show up for the game. But obviously, you were not watching Tim Frazier. <laughs> Excuse me, Tim Frazier was amazing. And Pat Connaughton had uh, the greatest horse play ever. (laughs) Uh, Aaron, so uh, Jerry's distracting me right now, but being a Jerry. But uh, Aaron, I was going to ask you, so yes, they were able to get that big win against Houston. Uh, Yes, they've won now five straight. This is a great way to end the season. But how sustainable do you see this Thunder team going into the postseason? I asked John Hamm this a little bit earlier, but uh, if for some reason they have to go without Paul George for a little bit just how sustainable do you see this team being and uh, are they going to be able to ride this five game winning streak to close out the season or do you think postseason is just going to be a whole new ball game uh, if they don't have Paul George for I mean, if we're talking two games I, I'd be shocked if they if they make it to six games in the first round I, just don't, I don't think it's really sustainable just for the fact that I mean tonight Dennis Schroeder was unbelievable from three I'm going to lean on the side that he's not going to do that again, especially not in the next couple of weeks because he's just not a good shooter. He's never been a good shooter. He was on fire tonight, which was great for the team. They needed that. But it's I, I just don't trust the role players. I trust Russell Westbrook and Paul George to put up their numbers. Uh, I just don't I don't trust anybody else on the team. I, I really don't. I mean, Stephen Adams, is he can be good, and Jeremy Grant is good. But outside of that, like I just can't trust Abdel Nader. I can't trust uh, Marquise Morris to – be consistent in a seven-game series against a good team, whether it's Houston, Denver, or Portland. 
uh, Aaron, the last time we were here in terms of the Thunder in the postseason, Russell got into a blood feud with, of all people, Ricky Rubio. And it not only made him look bad, it helped the Thunder really look, or made them look terrible. They ended up losing, of course, to the Jazz in six. Um, but since Russell missed that game against the Heat, uh, with the uh, the technical suspension that he was uh, suspended for, excuse me, um, he's been on his best behavior uh, for the most part. He's done a good job of not forcing the is- the issue at times. He's done a, a great job of distributing the basketball early on in games, getting guys set up. Do you think that that's sustainable at all, or because the the bright lights are going to be on in the postseason, are we going going to see the same old same old Russell Westbrook, or do you think that he kind of understands? Okay, if Paul's healthy and doing the brunt of the scoring, all I got to do is distribute, and that's the recipe for success. Uh, emotionally speaking, as far as getting text, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I kind of trust him with that. I think. Um, it being the playoffs that he'll kind of um, back off a little bit as far as mouthing off to the refs and doing all that stuff. But play-wise, I, I, I don't know, because we saw him tonight when he knew that they could beat this Bucks team easily. He took no shots. I mean, how many shots did he have in the game? I know he had three at the end of the first half. Oh, I, just, I actually just had it. He only finished with, oh, let's see, he was 7 of 10. He was only 7 of 10, yeah. 10, right. And I think that I think that was a, a factor of tonight that he looked at the Bucks and knew that uh, he just needed to facilitate that the other guys were good enough to get him the win tonight, especially when they were hitting threes like they were to start the game. But I think when they get in the playoffs, I think that it's hard. I, I think it's hard for any superstar, whether it's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Shaq. It's hard not to put the pressure on yourself in the playoffs because you're the guy. You're the superstar. You're the reason that the team is in the playoffs. It's hard not to think that Russell's going to revert back to the guy that we saw two weeks ago when you know he was shooting 5 of 25 or whatever it was. Talking with Aaron Davis, the uh, producer of Triple M, and uh, that's not just what he is. Uh, also a, a grown-ass man who does a fine job covering the uh, Thunder and a uh, crucial part of the Thunder Syndicate. Uh, Aaron, uh, I, whenever we call you our resident Houston fan, I think that short sells what you're actually doing. Uh, you know a lot about Houston, obviously, because you have uh, some of that in in ingrained in you. I was going to say inbred. But a lot of that oh, ingrained no. in you. That was you. the wrong word. That was. I know. I fixed it. Good for you. <laughs> it's, it's almost Game of Thrones time, but, but not, not just yet. But um, the uh, Houston team that we saw last night, the one that the Thunder came back and beat, uh, the Thunder, the, the one the Thunder have had to come back twice and beat, uh, they've been a very hot team. Uh, they've lost, what, the last four losses have been to the Thunder, uh, the Warriors, the Bucks, and then, oops, the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Forget about that little dude. Um, tell us what last night we saw of the real Rockets and what's going to change if they see him in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they look like the real Rockets to me. I will say, though, I think that, uh, and I'm not trying to take any away from the Thunder win because, they definitely willed their way back into that, and they played really well down the stretch. Houston also missed a lot of open shots in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, James Harden makes that free throw. It at least goes to overtime, possibly. But I mean, I, I think that was peak Rockets basketball last night. I think that's what you're going to get. It's going to get a lot of. It's a lot of ISO. It's a lot of James Harden and Chris Paul ISO, and a lot of pick and roll. And uh, we yesterday we had uh, Ali Bajani on from the Athletic who covers the Rockets and. Uh, he had pointed out during the game that Oklahoma City was sending a late double team on the pick and rolls, which is the first time that 
as far as uh, he had noticed any team had done that during the season, and it seemed to be pretty effective at stopping the, the pick and roll, which, I mean, if you watch the Rockets, the, the pick and roll is unstoppable at times with James Harden and uh, Clint Capella or Chris Paul. 1077, the franchise 1079 in Tulsa. Uh, Aaron, do you think it's going to be the Rock? I mean, this you don't have to go too far on this. Do you think it's going to be the Rockets, or do you really think there's a real chance of either a Portland or Denver? Uh, I don't think there's a chance of Portland, but Denver, I mean, they're playing Minnesota tonight. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota pulls that out. I don't, I mean, you guys, I haven't been able to, you know, check or anything like that. I don't know what Denver's throwing out tonight. Um, if they're really dead set on getting that two seed or if they're resting guys, but, uh, I, I think Denver might be a legitimate chance for a, uh, first round series for the Thunder. All right. So far, your starters were, uh, Murray, Harris, Jokic, Millsap, and Barton. So they're going for the win. So yeah, they're starting the studs. Um, I think it's gonna be the Rockets. Then I can't. I will be shocked if Portland wins tonight. Okay, and I think Portland will too. All right, uh, Aaron, great job. Uh, looking forward to uh, working with you during the playoffs and, and getting this thing done. Uh, and I, you keep on being so weird about it. Like honestly, where are you at? I Jared, I can't talk about it. 1077. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Tulsa. You Thanks guys enjoy your who nanny out there. <laughs> Aaron Davis. Um, I, every time I talk to him, I think he's not as bad as I thought he was. <laughs> How long have you been working with him? Every time I talk oh, okay. to him, <laughs> so I, a while, you know, three and some odd years going on. So, <laughs> uh, one oh seven seven, the franchise one seven nine in Tulsa. Uh, it was the last game of the season. Can't hold anything back. So obviously, there had to be a kick-ass possession of the game. We call it the Brady Trantham kick-ass play of the game. We just happen to have Brady Trantham with us tonight. Brady! Hey, that's me. That is you. Give us the kick-ass position. Um, well, can there be one when the Thunder hit all the threes and they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks? Question mark. Question mark. Matt Moore said it best. He called it the 50 cents because it's half the Bucks. Because <laughs> it's half the yeah yeah okay I get yeah, that you get that one right. okay that was a good one uh, but I will say um, what really got the ball rolling in terms of how the Thunder won this game which was of course hitting the three uh, there was this really cool possession Dennis Schroeder drives he th- uh, kind of throws a, a hit pass to Russell Westbrook who immediately just jabs the ball directly to Terrence Ferguson in the corner who hit his second three with that uh, possession and that again that got the ball rolling the Thunder. Eventually, they were shooting 11 of 18, you know, completely unsustainable. They missed their next six threes, but then they started making them at a high clip after that uh, bad stretch. So that's what kind of got the ball rolling for the Thunder's offense. And the Thunder never never really looked back. And uh, kudos for Milwaukee for trying. 1077, the franchise 179 in Tulsa. It is the first take post game show. And. And this is the OKC82 podcast as well. Yeah, sorry, I was looking. I was trying to look something up. <laughs> now, as you all know, yeah, Brady everybody. and I have been doing this podcast all season long. So, Brady, give me a second, okay? <laughs> uh, this is our OKC82 podcast, what Brady and I have been doing all season. We've had a couple of guests, a couple of fill-ins, but uh, now you have me and Brady here. Along with Chisholm and Jerry, honestly, I don't see how it could get any better for the final episode. How could it get better? We're going to have Matt Ravis. Oh, in the my next. God, right. even better. Take a trip around the association and the stat cat will make uh, his, I think, debut on the OKC 82 because I don't think you guys have ever Ravis? met. Ravis? 
Yeah. No, he was uh, him and Madison did yes. the post game show after the Minnesota game. Scratch whatever the hell I said. Matt <laughs> is going to be in the next. Segment, so you, you lied. You don't listen when you're not here. One hundred seven seven. The franchise. One hundred seven nine in Tulsa. Uh, thanks to everybody. Good. Oh no, not good night. All right, the first take post game show. Uh, we will be back. The franchise. If they do not get it going, they're going to have to go a different way with it. If they can't like, get on the first play, you're like asking what? me. I'm telling you, my, my, I'm telling you, my payroll. Got to go shooter. Yep. Be the guy. The franchise players. I'm telling you, my opinion. Guy. My opinion is get younger, get cheaper. And yes, you have those two big guys, and you say, look, guys, here you go. You couldn't get out of the first round with these guys we gave you. Here's where we're going. Life continues without you. Listen at work to the franchise players on 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. I'm TV's Jerry. You're welcome. It's Madison Morris. It's Brady Trantham. This is the First Take postgame show. Or... The OKC82 podcast. Yeah, we made made it, everybody. We did it. We did it, Madison. We did it. All by ourselves. Yes. Oh, that's right. I'm not a part of this. There was no help. There was no help involved. (laughs) None at all. Oh, real quick, Madison, uh, who, uh, what song is this and who sings it? This is Red Hot Chili Peppers. You got it. This is the third time. Like, she got third time's a charm. Good job, Madison. They ask me this quite often. I never remember. I can't tell you what song it is, though. I just know it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, 82 Game Grind. We're all developing. Yeah. So good job. I finally learned how to recognize. And then just stay ready, though, because the OKC 82 Plus. Okay. You're not getting credit for it, but I'm probably going to use it. (laughs) How about plus size? (laughs) Uh, is, that a, is that a different podcast? I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> OKC82 Extra. There you go. Oh, no. Like, Continued, or like the Empire Strikes Back. OKC82 2.0. This is OKC82 Extra, because I think that's that's what people say about me. I'm a little extra. Yes. Is that, go on. Is that a... Uh, <laughs> I, I was unaware people talked about you. Is that a compliment? Oh, Brady. Sure. <laughs> Brady. Come on. It's TV's year. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and... Uh, Chisholm, back in uh, back in studio, uh, behind the glass, doing a, a job. Uh, <laughs> as fact, he's jobbing right now. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you do the next job and uh, take us around the association? I thought I'd find some uh, gospel music. Amen. Since uh, thank God this season's over. <laughs> Jesus, Stop Mary, though. Joseph. Now, it's going to start again like in four weeks when it ends. Now it's the long, arduous playoff run. Right, right. But I'm over this. Uh, these random matchups that don't mean anything. Speaking of which, the Golden State Warriors went on the road to Memphis today. Memphis got the victory 132 to 117. No Ooh. overtime. Regulation. 132 points. The Grizzlies were led by, that's right, Javon Carter. Yes, that That Javon Javon Carter. Carter. Wow. At 32 points in this one. Kevin Durant only had 21. Oh, my. What do you mean Kevin Durant had 21? He played? He played. I was unaware Javon Carter could score 31 points. Uh, He had 32. So he can't score 31. He can only score 32. Oh, my goodness. Good for him. Uh, Dallas Mavericks go on the road to the San Antonio Spurs. This is actually Dirk Nowitzki's last game of his career. He got a very heartfelt... Uh, yeah, he gonna ceremoniously. He gonna cry in the car. 
41, 21, and 1. That was like sort of their tribute video to him. Mm. Obviously, the number 41, and I think he played till he was 41. Uh, 21, 21 seasons with the Dallas Mavericks, and one, one team. One team. That he played. Oh, I thought it was one ring. Um, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, though, do fall even behind the Dirk Nowitzki 20 and 10 Aww. game. Mavericks 94, San Antonio Spurs 105. Give me a pullover. That was shade for your butt right there. <laughs> God. Uh, the Chicago Bulls go on the road to Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers get the victory 125 109. Walt Lemon Jr. led the way for the Bulls 26 and 4. <laughs> Boban Maranovic had 18 and 8 in the ballgame. Detroit Pistons secure their Woo! place in the playoffs, one fifteen to eighty nine, over the dancing. New York Knicks. He's dancing folks, Andre Drummond had twenty and eighteen in the victory. He needs a mullet. Don't worry, he <laughs> overcame the huge performance of Kadeem Allen from the Knicks, who <laughs> oh, put up thirteen and five. He was great in the Cosby Show. He was great. <laughs> Orlando Magic, uh, who are now securely in the seven seed, get the victory, one twenty two over the Charlotte Hornets. At 114. This game was played in Charlotte. What could be Kimba's last game ended with a 43.5 assist performance. Terrence Ross off the bench led the way for the Magic with 35 and 6 rebounds. Yes. Uh, uh, finally, uh, the other game that was going on tonight, the Indiana Pacers get the victory 135 to 134 in regulation over the Atlanta Hawks. John Collins had 20 and 25. Wow. In the loss. 25 what? 25 rebounds for John Collins. TJ Leaf led the way for the Pacers with Get 28 out. points. TJ Leaf, by the way. I remember when he was a future TJ Thunder player Leaf, on all the draft boards. Uh, looks a lot like Chisholm. Pull it up. Yeah. Pull it Sp- up. That's a yes. Yeah. You know, TJ Leaf looks does. just like Chisholm. You know, if TJ Leaf I'm was- looking at a picture of TJ Leaf. He has a mustache and a goatee, so I'm just going to be totally transparent. Not even close, <laughs> bro. This ain't it. If TJ Leaf was about 10 years older, he'd probably be in UCLA's next head coach. It's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, my favorite fact about the uh, Indiana, uh, who they play, Indiana at Atlanta game? Yes. Yes. Is that the Yahoo app that I was followed uh, said 134, 134, end of regulation. And then the correction. And then it came there. back and it was like, correction. Yeah, my, my NBA <laughs> I did the same Yahoo. thing. <laughs> 135, 134. So. Uh, okay, just a couple more games that are final. Dwayne Wade's last game was tonight in Brooklyn. Miami Heat 94, Brooklyn Nets 113. Dwayne had the triple-double in his final performance. 25, 11, and 10. Stat chaser. Yep, oh. adding those stats. Uh, his last assist came to a mid-range jump shot to Udonis Haslam, which everyone felt was very fitting. I didn't know that. Uh, yep. This is so corny. Yep. Is this like Mighty Ducks 4? Like, what are they doing? There's going to be a number 40 up in the uh, rafters of the American Airlines Center in Miami. Nick Collison can get a 4 up there. They can put a 40 <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> Do you think LeBron James invited Dwayne Wade to be in Space Jam 2? Not yet. Well, I didn't think about that until just now. Dwayne, I think he probably has. Dwayne Wayne's powers have already gone. That's true. So oh. it's, They've already been sucked. Yeah. They've already been sucked out. By yep. the Monstars. Uh, all right. <laughs> He's too old. They come out of his body. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't working. The uh, three games that are currently going on that Thunder fans need to keep their eye on, the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. This game is in Portland. 
Kings 42, Portland 31. (laughs) (laughs) Willie Cauley-Stein leading the way for the Kings, but don't worry, Scal's got 8-2 so far in the second quarter. Terry Sauce is like, come on, guys, darn it. (laughs) Gosh darn. Uh, The Utah Jazz are on the road at the Los Angeles Clippers. Jazz 26, Clippers 39. Patrick Beverly has nine points currently in that one uh, with 11-19 left in the second. In the final game, Thunder Thunder fans should keep their eye on. Denver Nuggets are hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves 25-23. The Timberwolves are on top. Andrew Wiggins has nine and two so far. Will Barton is listed as the top performer to this point, and he has two points and two rebounds and three assists. So I don't think that game is going extremely well for Denver at the moment. Triple-double watch. Uh, But all three of those games that are still currently in progress all mean a lot to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They absolutely do, and we promise to stay on the air to the end of every single one of them. Mm, uh, no. Do we? No. Is that how we're doing? Sure. Okay. I'm going to Postmates then. <laughs> we're going to order some food. 1077 The Franchise 179 in Tulsa. Uh, we'll uh, hook up with Matt Ravis here in just a minute. Uh, and then we'll do the Stat Cat. I, I'm going to talk about it now because I don't know if we're going to call it or not. I'm not going to throw this out to you guys. Our own intern DP, uh, Derek Parker, uh, also a, a late contributor. Uh, to the uh, franchise uh, Thunder, uh, the Thunder Syndicate. I sent him to the airport tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. with the plane ticket. There, <laughs> there is there the, the it's that time of season, and there is uh, what do you call those guys? The storm chasers. Yeah, there's the storm chaser that sends out the tweet. Meet me at the airport and all that good stuff. And first of all, I think it's like it's so small town. It's so Oklahoma sp- City is a small town. Oh, just we're over it already. We're not that we're not that team anymore. Well, tell like the thousand people that show up to these well, things. I'm just excited. I sent DP down there to ask people why they're there, what they're doing, all that. I'm pretty sure most of them live there. So but we'll live see. At the airport? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh, if that actually works out. But airport folk. I am over I am over it. Let's go around the room real quick before we get to Matt. Are you okay with the airport people? I'm fine. People can do it. And besides, Paul George loved it. It helped, you know, it helped the process of keeping him in Oklahoma City. So it it works to some degree. Legitimate. Um, I like it, but at the same time, I'm just like picturing Russell Westbrook stepping off the plane and being like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just see him like not being excited. Like he just hates everyone. I think I, I went. I went. I went to the airport after the Thunder had lost Game Five against Golden State, and they were coming home to play that that fateful Game Six against the Warriors. Um, everybody came over to the fence except for Russell. He yep. just he got off, <laughs> wait, just put his arm up, and then got into like this yes. really nice Chrysler 300 and just drove off. Yeah, uh, sense. Are you okay with it? Are you over it? Uh, airport people, pick a side. I uh, do dumb things all the time that I find joy in, but other people think are stupid. So if you want to do a stupid, dumb thing that brings you joy, do your thing. It doesn't hurt my feelings. For instance, producing for Jerry. He just just rode the fence on that. I said riding the fence. I'm saying it's stupid and dumb, but if it makes you happy, do it. There you go. All right. uh, You know what's not stupid and dumb? Matt Ravis. He's on the line right now, the Little Caesars Hot and Ready Hotline, uh, joining us. Hallelujah. Oh, here we go. It's officially Luca's team now. Yes. Forever. That's why he's happy. Do you think you went to Dirk's locker and like took some stuff? He smelled it. That's mine now. 
That's mine. <laughs> Matt Ravis. Take the turnaround jump shot. One-legged jump shot. That's what Logan is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, tonight the Oklahoma City Thunder get the win over Milwaukee. Uh, what was necessary to keep the sixth spot. We're all watching to see what's going to happen, who their opponent is. Uh, we've come to terms that it's probably going to be Houston. Uh, so just initially, we asked all the other guys. We asked John. We asked Aaron. We'll ask you. Uh, how do you like the matchup against Houston? Uh, just you know, just for tonight. That's what we're saying. Uh, we may have to call you again tomorrow. Yeah, no. It's, this is a at by the minute sort of thing. So I understand. Um, I don't love it. That's for sure. Especially on the road. Uh, I, I think Houston already has a blueprint of what they can do to beat the Thunder. Um, last, you know, last last night was encouraging for sure. For the Thunder, I don't know how much forward you can bring that into into the playoffs from the regular season. Um, I will say this: I don't like it as much as I would like playing Denver in the first round. At least with Denver, um, they don't have as many guys you can go get a bucket uh, like Chris Paul can, like uh, James Harden can. You can uh, lob it up there to Clint Capella. They basically have Nikola Jokic and a bunch of other dudes who I don't really trust to go out and get buckets in the playoffs. So. Uh, I, I guess to kind of ride the fence a little bit, I don't like the Houston matchup as much as I do like the Denver matchup, the potential Denver matchup with Thunder. Matt, when you're looking at the way that this team has been playing the past five games, they now have five straight wins to kind of close out the season. I really, I mean, personally, I think that was something that they needed going into the postseason just to kind of boost their confidence a little bit. Um, how well do you see this carrying over? I mean, yes, I, I said this to Aaron and John also. No Paul George tonight, but let's just let's take that variable out right now. If he's going to be in there, they're going to have uh, full strength, all five starters. Just how do you think this team is really going to carry over into the postseason, regardless of who they match up with? Oh, man, it's it's so hard to say, Madison, because it's a totally different game when it gets to the playoffs, right? I mean, the offense stops down, becomes less about transition um, and more about offense. But at the same time, uh, they have done things in the stretch of games, uh, sharing the ball really, really well. Like the assist numbers have been through the roof lately, um, defense leading to offense. I mean, those are things that they can carry forward um, into the playoffs. So I don't know that I'm necessarily confident that they will play the quote-unquote right way uh, to their identity because they have gotten lost at points this season um, and have totally gotten away from what works best for them. So I don't have a ton of confidence that they will keep that up, but um, it's something that they need to do if they want to have success in the playoffs. Matt, regardless of the opponent, Anybody besides Russell Westbrook or Paul George, what player from this team cannot have a bad series in order for the Thunder to at least put themselves into into position to possibly upset a Houston, a Portland, or a Denver? Yeah, good question, Brady. Um, I think for me it's Terrence Ferguson more than anybody. Uh, what his defense provides and what his uh, spacing on the offensive end, um, if he is hounding his guy, uh, that his guy being you know a lot of times James Harden if they're playing the Rockets in the first series, uh, that helps the Thunder a lot in turning offense into defense, or excuse me, defense into offense. And then on the other end, the spacing that he uh, he creates when you have to respect his shot. If he's hanging out there in the corner, you have to pay attention to him. Otherwise, he's going to knock down the, the open three. Uh, he's been inconsistent in that role sometimes. So Terrence Ferguson is going to be my pick for the uh, non Westbrook George guy who, who needs to be impactful. Ravis is correct here, by the way. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking to Matt Ravis, uh, Thunder Insider does a great job uh, just doing a little bit of everything for us. Uh, Matt, uh, whenever you look at the season, I'm going to give you this one because we're towards the end of the show here. You look at the season in general. Um, 
They were an eighth seed there for just a half second. It looked like they were going to fall off a cliff. Uh, getting to the sixth seed, uh, I mean, are we too happy for not enough? Look at how this team is constructed. They're better than a sixth seed, supposedly, uh, yet it seems like everybody's pretty happy with where they're at at the end of the season. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a great point, and it's all relative. It felt like it feels like the pendulum has swung so far back and forth and back and forth and back and forth again. We were planning the championship parade. Actually, I think uh, you know some some of our coworkers may still be doing that, planning the championship parade, um, and then saying this team doesn't deserve anything. They're not going to make it out of the first round. It is disappointing to be in the sixty because they should have home court advantage going into the playoffs. Uh, that is that, that that would be that is huge for the Thunder. You know. You watch sports, how big home court advantages. So, absolutely. I mean, they, they totally dropped the ball on that back half of the season, and a lot of it was easy stuff to identify, right? It was focus. It was discipline. It was energy. It was effort. Um, and a lot of that was just totally missing the back half of the season. So, yeah, it was disappointing in that sense. Matt, uh, going into the playoffs, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're probably not the healthiest team in the world. I mean, everybody has the shoulders, and despite uh, the cure, which is on Step Brothers, uh, with the shoulder pain. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Steven even got a little dinged up tonight. Yes. I mean, do you think that they – I mean, I know Madison kind of asked this question, but I think she was talking more of their style of play and how they're going to play. Hell, do, are they going to have the bodies to get through uh, possibly a six- or seven-game uh, run in the playoffs? That's a good question. Last year, I think the last two years, against the Jazz last year and then against the Rockets uh, round one before that, you saw signs of these guys being totally worn down. Uh, some of it was Russell Westbrook going too hard. I think his usage rate has dropped a little bit this year. But, you know, guys like Steven Adams, uh, there is no Andre Robertson. You lose Alex Sabrinas in the middle. I mean, that's, that's 10, 15 minutes a night from that, a guy like that. And Abdel Nader uh, doesn't really have the playoff experience. So, um, everybody is a little nicked up, to your point, but it's a common theme with the Thunder. It's happened the past two seasons. So Stephen Adams, uh, like you guys mentioned, a little bit scary for him tonight. He's going to be vital for what the Thunder do, and he needs to be near 100% to be effective, I think. All right, Matt, great stuff. Thank you for joining us, uh, and continue to do what you do because you do it so well. Thank you, Luca, for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a stretch. There you go. Uh, yeah, that, you know, we'll talk about that. And Matt Ravens joining us on the Little Caesars Hot and Ready Hotline. Uh, Thunder Insider and overall um, skinny guy. Brother could use a sandwich. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he eats when he goes, when I see him he at the media dining room at the arena. He eats a little bit more. Okay. So we'll probably go. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, talk about the Stat Cat. And then after the Stat Cat, Let's give a call out to intern uh, DP and see if he is starting to make his way, if he's getting rations to go out, what his uh, plan is when he goes out to the airport and see what he does. But let's go into our stat cat. What's new, pussycat? What's new, pussycat? Statistical feline. I, um, I'm laughing because you said this early in the show, and I don't know if you said it on air or off, but we've already done Stat Cat. Yeah, I, mean, I rattled them give, off. Can you give us the list? Can you find the list of records broken tonight? Yeah. People! It was nuts. Lots of records. Crazy go nuts. All the records. All the records were broke tonight. Um, oh, look. Are you giving it to me to say it? Look at you. Brady, don't. How nice is you? 
You just yeah, just start ways. from that tweet right there and then scroll up. Is this from Thunder Communications, a, a Twitter account that? Yeah, that is. It's it's, it's private. It's invite only. Wow, <laughs> and you're on this. Uh, yeah. That's impressive. I tricked them, just like I tricked the franchise. <laughs> Oklahoma sets a Thunder record with 14. I at least get golf claps from you guys. All right, well done. 14 made threes. In a, half. in a half. That's just I, yeah. I, there you I'll go. get okay. there. I have t- it's my cadence. <laughs> Oklahoma City hits twenty three threes in a game for a new record. <laughs> it is master season. Uh, Paul is. George, four game winning field goals this season are the most in the NBA. Woo! Oh, well, that didn't happen this game. No, no, uh, okay. you no, you're, oh, the, go there up you in time. Yeah, uh, okay, I could not do a time machine. The, the, elder, the, 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 elder, the elderly in social media. <laughs> the Thunder's 40 assist in the game. A team record. You're not yeah. the golf club. Right. Dennis Schroeder's eight threes made to uh, set a record. I'm, I'm not golf clapping that. He doesn't okay. need to be taking that many. And Jeremy Grant's 28, a new career high. Look at that. And Myers Leonard is playing right now. Madison's like, yeah, we did it. Uh, Real quick, let's go ahead and go to DP uh, that's on the phone right now. He's not there, Jerry. What? (laughs) Shocker, your intern, who's not a paid employee yet, didn't answer. He did answer. Called him three times. Did you get his number right? I called him three times. I have his number. It's so funny because I can't see Chisholm from where I'm sitting. I just heard his voice. Yeah, he's not here. (laughs) Okay. One, five. No. Yeah, read his number over the air. That'll go over well. Yeah, that's a great idea. We already like put him out there and got him a girlfriend. Now we're gonna read his number out. I mean, like, that's... on the airwaves. Are we gonna How get him you... married? We're we gonna get him a car. I beg for airtime. You give it for free to an intern. <laughs> he doesn't even answer the damn phone. I well, well, he's gonna get told of something there. There for oh, what for that's tomorrow? That's a finger whack. Yeah, right yeah. There. yeah. We'll have a little conversation. I'm tomorrow already scared. DP, so. Probably give him a promotion. (laughs) The franchise. 1079 in Tulsa. Real quick, the four of us, let's go around the room. Um, We're here. Six seed for the Oklahoma City Thunder going into the playoffs. Uh, To be determined, but we think it's Houston. To be determined, the the person. Uh, Chisholm, I'll start with you, since I guess you want to talk on the microphone. Uh, Are you content with where they're at? Are you disappointed with where they're at? Just... I picked this for DP, and I'm upset I didn't get to play it. It's Mac Miller at Tiny Desk, and I felt like it was very fitting. So I'm going to go ahead and work it in here. Is that the NPR thing where they put him on a tiny desk and have him play? Yep. Because I'm very hip. Hey, look at you. Look at you. Am I satisfied with the season as a whole, or am I satisfied with the playoff outlook? Are you satisfied with the season as a whole? No. I'm never satisfied. (laughs) No. If anyone is satisfied with this season, their expectations were too low for how talented this team was. (laughs) And especially because... They started progressing in a direction that didn't seem impossible. Obviously, the shooting in January wasn't going to stay, but they played great at the beginning of March. They played great in February, even when they weren't shooting the ball well, but they were still a good team, and they just went off the deep end for six weeks. Like That's just inexcusable, and it cost them a lot of meaningful games. So, no, this is not, this is not a satisfying outcome for this year. I mean, no. I went on this huge Twitter thread thing just about this very question. Um, I, I mean, it's good that they salvaged some optimism and they salvaged um, the ability to get into some good habits going into the postseason. But again, um, the, the fear was they play Golden State in the first round or Denver. Even if they push them to six or seven games, you're not supposed to be playing them in the first round. It's not a value. You go down with a valiant effort uh, forcing you know the Warriors or something into six or seven. 
Luckily for the Thunder, they won, they went on a five-game winning streak, got things a little bit corrected, and they don't have to have that situation on their hands. But still, there's going to be a lot of people that will pick against the Thunder, and rightfully so, especially if it is Houston. Um, I'm That's the one matchup that I'm a little iffy right now. I mean, Denver, kind of the same, because simply because Denver swept the Thunder and have they just have a roster of guys that can just beat them, I think, consistently in a seven-game series. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, they got they took care of business, but they really shouldn't have had to course correct so many things uh, this close to the end of the season, like they've had like they had to. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to agree with both Chisholm and Brady. I'm not entirely satisfied just because of what really what Chisholm said. There was so much talent on this team, and I feel like uh, the front office and Billy Donovan they did such a good job just kind of grooming this team to become something so great, but they just didn't. And it's it's not you know like entirely frustrating it's a little disappointing just because i mean we've been saying this all season we know the talent of this team we know what they can bring to the table if they really just play their cards right and they just didn't for that stretch of time and yes now it hurt them yeah i'm happy to see them like boost up into the sixth seed just to go into the playoffs that's a lot better than uh remaining at that eighth seed and having to face something someone like golden state but i mean here's the thing i think they're just going to have to really really tie up so many loose ends in the playoffs if they want to make it out of the first round so i mean that's that's just when they're going to look back on these games and just be like dang you know i really wish i wouldn't have dropped that atlanta game or all those minnesota games that just meant absolutely nothing at the time so you know Overall, nothing can be changed about it. This is just the way the cookie crumbles, but they, they could have done better. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I love that saying. I uh, want everybody to remember that the Oklahoma City Thunder thought they were going to have Alex Abrinas ready in a contract year. They thought that Andre Robertson had a chance to come back in the second part of the year, and they went and got Marquise Morris off a trash heap. Look, I get, I get the Alex, I get the Alex Abrinas's absence and his eventual. You know, getting off the team, you lose depth. I don't think he would have made that big of a difference. The, well, I do, listen, there's something to say about chemistry and continuity. I mean, this show proves it. Uh, but <laughs> but okay. there's something to say about that. And, and listen, I'm, I'm giving the butter before I give the bust. Uh, there was a lot of stuff there that was very, very, it, it was looking to, good for the Thunder, putting some pieces together that were just going to gel right at the right time. Uh, some stuff just fell through the bottom. It just did. Um, whenever you're depending on Raymond Felton at the end of the season to give you some stuff, you see some desperation there. At the end of the season, they're going to be dependent on that guy in the playoffs. I know. No I know. Raymond Felton slander here. So, but here's my biggest disappointment. Fat forward. Here's my I love Ray Ray. biggest dis. Did you say fat forward? Yeah, it's a position he was tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they played the three guards. Yeah, they played yeah. the three guards. He was the fat forward. Here's my big. Here's my biggest disappointment in disappointment in this team. They became unlikable this year. Even Thunder fans just had had enough of the antics of Russell Westbrook about the lack of heart in certain games, uh, about just going ahead and cashing it in on certain nights. And that is not the Oklahoma City Thunder team that you're used to. That's why I have such a problem with the airport stuff. This isn't that team anymore. These aren't fresh-faced young guys with a chip on their shoulder trying to figure it out. This is a real professional uh, basketball team that think about their shoe contracts, they think about their money, and they think about uh, what they have going. Oh, yeah, by the way, they got a, a game to win. I'm just telling you, that was the biggest disappointment in this season. So the sixth seed, they have a chance to start it all over again. Let Billy Donovan game plan. Let's see what they can get done. This damn team, without Kevin Durant, needs to get out of the first round before I start to believe 
um, in the uh, Thunder way again. That's right. I that mean, was good. Yeah. I mean, after the Thunder defeated the Jazz in that double overtime game on February 22nd, um, from then till March 31st, they went six and 13, mm-hmm. and literally everybody behind them in the standings went, you know, 13 and four, 14 and four. I think the Spurs had the worst stretch during that same time time span, and they went 11 and six. That's that's how bad that stretch was. Good teams go through funks. They'll they'll lose three out of five games. They'll go four and six in a ten game stretch. But yeah, Jer- Jerry's right. This this was way worse than a funk than a bad stretch. It just completely took away all the good credit and all the just the the greatness that they showed. The equity, and, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It took everything away and put it and put it in the negative. And yeah, like I said, they corrected some things. That they're getting back on the right track, but. Um, I mean, it's a different ball game in the postseason, and this team without Kevin Durant, with Russell Westbrook leading it, and even with Paul George last year, has a track record of how they perform in the postseason. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little different just because they're going to have the underdog tag. So maybe that brings out a different. This team should Westbrook. never be an underdog. They shouldn't, but they are. Except for one team, this team should only be an underdog to one team, and that's the team. Oh, they, that, they would. That yeah. If they would have been the three seed playing the six seeded Rockets and the Rockets, I mean, what the Rockets went forty two and fourteen after their eleven mm-hmm. fourteen start. If they had if they had done something like if they were thirty six and whatever, you know, really good but not amazing, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people would pick the Rockets. I mean, people just love Houston. Sure. So they're an underdog. Maybe it brings out a different mentality in this team. One zero seven seven. The franchise one zero seven nine in Tulsa. Uh, first of all, I'll let you and Madison uh, shut down the podcast real quick. Go ahead and tell people. Oh my gosh, this is like weird. I know we're still going to do this in the postseason, but Brady and I definitely came up with this podcast plan at the. I mean, it was significantly significantly before the season started, but I mean, it's kind of weird seeing that we've done eighty two episodes just yeah, like that. Yeah, it was. Um, I knew. I think we both knew that it was going to be quite the undertaking. Eighty two games is a lot. That's a lot. Um, especially Especially on those random Tuesday nights where we're both tired oh, and it's a road game, and it's like I don't want to talk about I don't this. Wanna. Um, especially like getting to like episode thirty, episode forty-two, and it was just like, wow, we're we're halfway done. Yes, <laughs> this is this is so long, but you know, it was a lot of fun. And shout out to all of our subscribers and our listeners and everybody that asks us questions on Twitter. Um, makes it all the more enjoyable to do. We were able to give out some prizes last week, and everybody got them, so thank God it all went to the right place. Yay! I've never had to use a post office in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been fun, and we're looking forward to the postseason. And hey, if they play a lot play a lot more games more more okc more too OKC so. podcast. Yay. it was fun thanks for uh thanks for all the contributions thanks for listening everybody now as far as the uh, first take post game show we never got tired of it we love you guys uh and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and can't wait for more uh for chisholm holland back in studio doing a great job brady madison one of you guys are one yeah i uh, yeah, appreciate you doing that thanks to john ham thanks to aaron davis thanks to matt ravis we did it all folks and we're done next time you hear our voices Playoffs, baby. Listen next. What's next? That's right. It is. What is it? SB Nation Radio. SB Nation Radio. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker. It was really weird. First part of the show. I was just wondering if that was a post-game basketball show. Seemed like it was something else. But y'all ain't met Player P yet, huh? No, I love them. I'm always gonna love them. But I'd almost be willing to stand in front of the post office and give you 30 minutes to draw a crowd and give me a public ass whooping. The experience is unmatched. We're good streaking!